Can you believe having to be stuck here looking like this? I can't believe I decided to pick a goblin for my class and I can't... Oh, uh, I just look so terrible. There's, there's gotta be like items in like this game that let you change your appearance. Like, you would think. At least you all can feel I'm a robot. <laughs> this is hell. Could, can you not feel... Yeah. It's like I'm wearing like a like a snowsuit. Like I can tell you're tapping me, but I can't really feel it much. Mmm. Yeah. You don't. Do you get hungry? No. And I think that's probably gonna mess with my brain because I feel like I should be eating. Do I sleep? Oh God. Well, I mean, at least you don't have to worry about like, I don't know, running out of breath whenever you're sweating. You don't have sweating. to sweat anymore. Yes. That's a good point. Fair. Okay, yeah. Like, you're never going to smell ever again. Oh. Oh, nice. Well, I should probably still wash, like, I wonder if... Do the monsters bleed? I don't... Okay, maybe we need to, like, polish you? Yeah. Are you made of chrome? I think so. I'll just go through, like, a car wash, maybe. <laughs> I, this is fantasy land. They don't have car washes Parent here. Parent wash? Oh, God. We can start <laughs> one. Me- yeah. Oh, there we... Oh, there's a lizard folk behind you. What, what? <laughs> Oh God! Ah. Oh, we suck at this. Why did we come down here? I don't know. It's something to think about getting out of here eventually. Isn't this the right way to oh, go? My arm. Ah. Take the robot! Don't leave me! No! Oh my God! They're taking me away! No, robot! My arm! I'm just small. It all hurts. It hurts. So Whoa, baby! Let's do this thing! Woo! Oh, oh shit, I didn't save them. Are you, are you still alive? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Gonna make it. Oh, I should heal. Uh, I probably could have healed all of them. Fuck that up. All right. Hey there, travelers. It's your GM, Lucas, here. And we're doing something uh, a little new. We're going to try out. So what you're about to hear and what you've probably heard on an episode previous are some questions that we do for like a little bit of an improv warm-up. So can't guarantee you that these are going to be on every episode, but we're going to try to give you some insight into who these characters are, and it also helps the players kind of flesh them out. So without further ado, Vanessa, what drives you to keep forging your own path? Oh, that's a big question. A dislike of high society and wanting freedom feeling overly confined by family rules family status and wanting to just go out and be myself be whatever that ends up being rather than being stuffed into a mold Hmm. Ryan Fable has some questionable friends Yes. You know, one of them is Guy. 
Yeah. Do you trust Guy? Absolutely not. And why? Just having spent any amount of time around him and hearing his strange conspiracy theories, uh, and all of the strange conspiracy theories and all of that. I mean, the strange conspiracy theories maybe make a little bit more sense now, but just gives off this you should not trust me vibe. Hmm. And probably has told you you should not trust me. Yeah. Because I may be a clone of myself. Yeah, that too. You're like, okay, buddy. Derek, you've mentioned having faded memories, like, uh, you know, things from long ago. Do you have a warm memory that you remember about your father? There is a very special memory of the only one that he still has of before he was sick. So this would have been around the age of four or five. Uh, and he remembers going to the zoo. And one of, of his favorite exhibits was the monkeys. And one of the monkeys named Gordon was his favorite. It was a, a small thing, was completely white with a little black face and just little black fingers. And the zookeeper let Gordon sit on Derek's shoulder. And that was the happiest memory that he has. He just remembers that there was someone there with him that was not his mother. Poor Derek. What inspired Loon to study law? Oh, parents' influence, I guess. Were his parents lawyers or working in any kind of law? Nope, they just wanted lawyers. <laughs> All the money? <laughs> yep. Awesome. Welcome back to another episode of Carcosa Online, Pathfinder Edition. Our heroes are primed and ready to take on this dungeon, but first we're going to introduce ourselves. I will be your GM for the evening. My name is Lucas, and my pronouns are he, him. Marquise. Hi, everybody. I'm Marquise. Sometimes go by Barty Time Online, uh, he, him. Uh, and I am playing Akihiko Tomoe, who's IRL player in-game is Derek Highland, uh, both he him. I am the mm, Catboy Magus of the group, and very, very happy to be here. And Aubrey. Hello you, I am Aubrey, I use she, her pronouns, and in-game I play Ryan Kelly, who in-game is Nissa Stoneheart, the Dwelf Gunstigator, as I, I call, decided to call it, Gun, Gunslinger Investigator, and they both use uh, she, her pronouns as well. And Cassie. Hi, everybody. I'm Cassie. She, her. 
I play Vanessa, who is my IRL character in the game, and she is playing a Talarian birdfolk monk named Morrigan, or Mori for short. She, her pronouns for both. And Loon. Hello, I am Shen, he, him. I'm playing a character, Loon Cross, whose in-game name is also Loon. He pretty much started his first game experiences this game and it became a tragic accident too well aside from that he's doing good scare him away from video games for life <laughs> <laughs> where we last left our heroes they had done a little bit of traveling in the town loon was picked up by a bunch of skelly boys and hauled off and the rest of the group went off to go get some healing you met bernard busybody who was this dragonborn cleric of the church of the shining god and performed healing on akihiko Talked a little bit with Bernard, felt like this is too real, went outside, looked around, felt like the NPCs were kind of glitching out of their script a little bit here and there, but it was like still felt like a video game all in all. A lot of people were starting to band together. They were starting to try to create groups to go into the dungeon and thinking, we got to do this as a team. And you all said, fuck democracy in life and death situations. That's what gets you killed. And then you heard, let's have a vote. <laughs> and you all then went to the guild hall. You talked to uh, Dave, the dwarf, who is running the guild registrations. You found out how much it costs to make a guild and all that. So you don't have enough money yet, but you heard about it. And then you kind of glitched out Dave asking too many questions <laughs> and almost broke him. And then you went and talked to ST3V3, learning about the first floor of the dungeon, which is forest with a little swamp in it. And when you asked about where maybe one of the, the bosses or sub-bosses were, they told you to investigate the swamp. There might be something there. You also met up with another Luminous, much like Shen, uh, named Amber Guardian. They just go by Amber because it's a lot easier. She, they, they had like long curly hair. They had amber glowing eyes and just like, you know, armor on them. They were a cleric. They had a, a large glaive that they used. And... First off, though, we are going to cut over to Loon. So, Loon, you had a weird last hour. <laughs> First, you were looking at everyone, trying to kind of figure out what was happening, and these these some of the skeletons fully formed up as people. They just had, like, tattered clothing on. And they just started screaming and running around, knocking into things. They saw you glowing there, and they just picked you up. Start hauling you around. You were trying to get out of their grip, but they just kept carrying you over their heads while just screaming nonsense, random words like potato, ice cream, roll over, as they're just like carrying you. Eventually, they take you to the pond where the guild house is and they throw you into the water. And every time you were trying to get out of the water, they were screaming words at you and kind of blocking you. So you got a little annoyed and you waited patiently and they started just staring at you and then they all just laid down staring at the sun not blinking bad for your eyes you just cautiously had to walk over like 30 of them but you you managed to get out of this very weird situation and as you're stepping over the last one you look up and see the people you initially came here with they're they're stepping out of the guild hall. They have another luminous with them. You see like the little name thing just appears above them saying Amber Guardian, and you see each of their name things appear. Oh, it's been a while. 
I guess I haven't seen them in- oh, they replaced me. Well, guess I am kinda new to this game. Hmm, what do I do now? I lost my party. I lost my friends. <laughs> do we see Loon? Yeah, you see Loon. Okay, we'll just be like, yeah. David, we'll just be like, glad you're not dead. Hey! It's all the skeletons killing you all. You're, you're saying a whole lot there for a lot of us. I need you to speak only for yourself. I said, I'm glad, oh, I'm glad you're not dead. Then yes. Loon just looks back. Just making sure no one's behind him from the wave. And then he approaches you guys. They're all still laying there staring at the sun. <laughs> There's like 30 of them. Oh, but I guess Loon just walks over and says, I'm kinda back, but my Eidolon isn't. You could just bring it back out whenever you want. I can? 100%. Pretty sure that's how it works. Oh, I thought my friend just died. <laughs> Oh, is this the person you were telling me about who punched a skeleton? Yes. 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 Nice to meet you. You can call me Amber. Oh, nice to meet you, my replacement. Oh, I didn't think it was that serious. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, it's fine. Is there falling out? I'm, I'm... We haven't been in this game very long. <laughs> I'm not that very good at this game either. Don't worry. Are you jealous? No, it's okay. I have a friend. I can summon him. Try right now. Summon your friend. I forgot how to. Is there an instruction manual in this game? I just open my hands. Yeah, check your menu. Oh, my stuff? Oh, the menu. Let me check. Okay, I'll summon the Eidolon right now. And then, just a twin of myself appears right beside me. That's gotta be someone's fantasy. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> hey. <Well. laughs> is, is it... Is it like you? It looks like me, but it seems better than me. It's kind of sad, but it works. He can make spears. Okay. Yeah. It can probably also talk. Can you talk? And the Eden replies, That's for two. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess I'll speak for it. Yeah, so we probably need to introduce language to it in case the two of you ever get separated. Oh, that's true. Uh... Mm. What language do you speak? Did he just looks at Loon and says nothing? Oh, so Loon, we're heading into the dungeon. Oh, dungeon. And you probably shouldn't be left by yourself. So you. Mm. I know. I know you have your other you, but you know, both of you should come with us probably. I mean, there's also that like group of like mostly naked people i don't know if loon you really got to know them very well oh but they got to know me so well they touched me wait that sounds wrong no um i was just walking over them that also sounds wrong um they all slowly turn their head to you all 30 of them at the same time just wave at them and, and i just put her hand down <laughs> <laughs> they smile awkwardly with all of their teeth. Okay. We <laughs> should know. leave. Yeah. Have fun doing whatever you're doing. There's someone there too. They're like raking the, the grass. Like they're like a caretaker for this mm. little park. And then they're coming up near like the, the 30 people. And they're kind of like, they're an NPC. So they're not sure what to do. So they're like trying to rake the people up. And it's just not really working. Uh, hold on. Loon, do they listen to you? The uh, 30 people? Yeah. I think I'm a god. I'm not sure. Anyways, 
Oh, oh no. Oh, no, 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 no. No, no, oh, no. delusions of godhood already. Maybe try saying a command? Um, speak. They all just start screaming. Yeah, no, I'm good. And just like, Aki goes like, stop, shut up. They're not stopping. They're just lying there staring at you, not blinking. Like, tears are streaming from their eyes because they're just holding their eyes open and they just keep screaming. Okay, we should just extricate ourselves from this situation. Mm-hmm. Not my circus, not my monkeys. <laughs> not my bodies, not my morgue. <laughs> Very appropriate. You all quickly shuffle out of there, uh, not looking, like, no, as you're... <laughs> Do not perceive uh, me. <laughs> Don't notice me, senpai. <laughs> I'm not a god anymore. <laughs> That would require you to have the power of creation. I can create a friend. Mm, I think you more just split yourself into another person. Oh, that's true. I guess I made a sibling. You are all walking towards the entrance of the dungeon, and you know that like there, there are already like, uh, a fair amount of people that have started to make their way in. You see the crowd that was gathered by that one streamer, Sapphire Moon, is already... They've moved their way to the dungeon. You see outside of there, there is uh, another person. She has these long yellow robes on. She has a, a staff as well. And she has this kind of terrified look on her face, like most people in this area. So you instantly know it's a player. And uh, like long blonde hair. They are, are looking around. They have this symbol of the Shining God around their neck. Everyone roll me a lore check, a real world 17. 16. 20. Uh, 20. So all of you look, and right away you recognize the streamer, Smiley. Not a killer clown, but the streamer that you recognize, their logo is the same as the Church of the Shining God. They have sort of like a little sign thing set up where it looks like they are setting up basically if you want to try to get a message out. They said, uh, like their sign says, I'm currently still streaming. If you want to say something, come over here. I will immediately head that way. Uh, and if anybody, like, if, you know, turning back to the group, just being like, I'm gotta, I'm gonna see what this is about. And anyone else want to get a message to anybody? No. I don't want to say anything, but I am curious uh, about this, so I'll come with you. I mean, I, I want to let my partner know I'm alright. I feel like if I see something, something will go wrong. What? Why? <laughs> oh no, that's the that's Loon talking. Yeah, Amber's going, yeah. why? <laughs> oh, um, I don't know. Everything always goes wrong for some reason. It's alright. I have luck. You, I, you have luck? I think. Like the luck to survive the misfortunate incidents. No, the luck in myself, because I believe in myself. Oh, sweet. We'll take care of this one. Okay. <laughs> at points at Amber, you are his babysitter now. You are both the same, therefore you should bond. Okay. Anissa, you are walking over to Smiley. And Smiley's, like, you know, username is Smiley above their head. Mm. And they look over at you as you're, you're approaching. There was a few other people who are standing near them, like, yelling stuff basically towards the sky thinking this is probably where the, the camera angle is. And so you, you walk over to Smiley and they look at you. 
Hi. Uh, Hi. A message to someone? Yeah. Um. Did it, it, it any particular correction? I'm I'm thinking that it's probably gonna be facing me, like my face. Mm. So let's aim for this way. Okay. We'll move into whatever whatever spot is best. She'll look and just being like, um, I don't know if Fable, you're watching, or if anybody can get a message to Fable, Reyes, um, my my partner. Uh, hi, hi, hey, babe. Um, this is kind of a this this whole thing was a mistake. I am sorry. I miss you. Doing all right here, and hopefully we can figure out a way out. And you know, I'll be back for you know it. You know, tell Alistair I I'll miss him too. And uh, if my parents call, just say I'm busy. Um, but let Micah know what's going on. He can at least parents busy um but yeah thanks uh whoever gets this message to Babel, thank you or if Babel, you're looking at it watching this right now um i love you turn around and smiley's crying mm-hmm. i'm so sorry you're trapped in here it's okay um i mean you didn't do this uh, I, don't. I don't know i'm gonna give him a hug i feel like garbage being in here i was i was telling everybody get this game I thought it was going to be fine. We all did. We all did. It will be fine. We just have to complete the game. I am confused. Like a thousand people died. Well, they probably would have died along the way anyway, so better in the beginning, I guess. They just start crying harder. Oh, this is not going to bode well for us at all. I just, I just, I just thought, I don't know. Maybe I can help this way. I don't know how long my streams are gonna go on. I don't know if, what if we die from dehydration. Is anyone even gonna know? Oh, oh, believe me, I'm sure that everyone knows, and there is a certain group of people at Nostradamus who are doing everything in their power to make certain that no one else dies. At least from, you know, dehydration or malnutrition. I'm already dehydrated. Oh, she probably drinks. I guess it doesn't even matter if we drink water here. I don't know. Really don't. It probably won't, so once again, someone will obviously grab everyone and make sure that we don't, our real bodies don't die. Oh, you have a lot of faith in the Nostradamus Corporation. Let's just say I have very, very, very intimate understandings of how they work. Big companies like that don't want to be sued by everyone, so they they will go out of their way to make sure that we don't that our bodies are not abandoned. In fact, would you like me to help make sure that happens? Yeah. Sure, I'll record a message. Okay. Hello, everyone. My name is Derek Highland. I am the son of the president of, sorry, the director of PR, Victoria Highland. Uh, hi, Victoria. If you could make certain that people don't die out there, I know you're really good at being the queen of spin and uh, logistics and all that other jazz, so if you could make sure that Nostradamus doesn't F this up, it'd be real great. 
Thanks. I'll uh, see you when we beat the game. And somewhere in the real world, Victoria Highland is having a stress-induced headache <laughs> seeing this <laughs> message immediately. This day just keeps getting weirder and weirder. Travelers, it's me, Wing of a Gimbal, famous gnome bird, and welcome back to the Inn of the Seven Dice. Oh, it's been good traveling. There was a bit of a pesky wanderer who came in here recently, and they just, they took all my books and they put them out of order. I have them listed from one that I'm most likely to read on a rainy day, all the way over to covers that I really enjoy when I don't have a headache. And I don't have a headache most days, so I want to look at those covers. It's frustrating. I have a very specific... Uh, all right, well, don't worry about that, travelers. Hope you're doing well. Oh, it's been another exciting tale in the online game, Carcosa Online. And it seems like our heroes are... Well, they're getting by. I'm sure nothing terrible will happen. But let's bring back another one of them. Fun facts. Did you know that there was actually supposed to be multiple churches within Carcosa? But for some strange reason, when the developers added the Church of the Shining God, they weren't able to add any other churches. It was a weird bug in the system that they never really figured out and decided, eh, there's one church there, they should be fine until later, and figured they would release them in expansions. So that's why the Church of the Shining God is the only church in Carcosa. Dear travelers, if you wish to help support the show and uh, you have the funds to do so, then head on over to our Patreon. We'll release episodes. Uh, they're a week early. You get the audio versions of them. And all the money goes to help support the show and finance all things like hosting and whatnot. We also have uh, some behind-the-scenes updates and all that good stuff. So check that out. And if you also want to support us in other ways, head on over to the iTunes and Spotify and leave us the sacred reviews. Because those blessed stars, the power they hold allows us to keep the darkness at bay. And the darkness is growing, dear travelers. So please, rush off to those areas of the iTunes and Spotify and leave the stars. Alright, now it's from one of my favorite times. Turning on a cursed radio. Let's see, gotta hit these buttons and smack it. There we go. My name is Johnny, and I'm the host, executive producer, and prince of lies for the Monsters Playbook. What's the Monsters Playbook? It's an actual play Monster of the Week podcast set in my hometown of Minneapolis, Minnesota, where no monster can hurt you as badly as you can hurt yourself. It's a character-focused adventure where you'll meet Kira Ashwood, a journalist with a cult past she's desperate to atone for, and a secret power hidden even from herself. Casey Davis, a taciturn secret agent becoming disillusioned with the agency she thought she could trust. Theo Nessos, a professional sorceress trying to escape the shadow of her powerful, magical family. And Mark Clayton, a pretty haunted introvert who just wants to make sense of his powers and all the weird things that keep happening to him. 
This is a show where danger could just as easily come from an otherworldly threat as from the fragile emotions that anchor our characters and bind them together. If you like Buffy the Vampire Slayer, The Dresden Files, or any city-set supernatural story with monstrous threats and messy feelings, check out The Monsters Playbook. New episodes every other Tuesday, wherever you get your podcasts. lovely it's always you're always so curious what are we gonna get from a cursed radio and so far there's been very little in the way of curses sometimes it turns on in the middle of the night and starts speaking in abyssal or infernal and about absolutely terrible things but you know i just tend to ignore it roll on over that's what you have to do with cursed items you should try one out travelers they're actually kind of fun spices up your day Alright, well, I don't want to keep you for too long, so why don't you get back out there and enjoy the wonders of escaping Carcosa. Until next time, travelers, I bid you all adieu. A few other people start coming up and, like, you know, start recording their messages, saying hi to loved ones, that kind of thing. As you, you're all going over your gear, everything looks good. Taking a look at the actual entrance to the dungeon, it's this large cave. Uh, it looks like just like rough hewn stone, but the stairs going down to it look polished. Like they and they go down quite a bit, and it leads just into direct darkness. Even though there are torches that lay along the way, almost like your vision kind of ends at a certain point down into this entrance. You do see other players are walking down there, kind of chatting amongst one another, being like, "Well, you know, let's let's try this out." Derek will pull out his staff uh, and just say, are we ready? Yeah. Ready as we can be at level one. Am I supposed to be glowing? Pretty sure you are. You're luminous, so I think you're supposed to illuminate. If you stopped glowing, we would probably be worried. Yeah. Can you feel things as since you're light? And just starts poking you with the staff. <laughs> I can feel the staff. Okay. That's... Okay. I've seen a few people who look like robots, and I can't imagine what that what they're going through. Oh, God. To not oh, God. feel the entirety of my body would be very scary. Is another person made of a stone? Like, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I'm like, what would it be like to be, like, a seven-foot person in real life and then playing, like, a three-foot goblin? I imagine you'd be tripping over your feet constantly. I, I'm kind of glad I chose a character that is kind of close to my, uh, like, a, like, a build and stuff that's close to my, my you know, my height out of game, so I'm kind of used to, like, moving around at this this height. Akihiko just, like, looks down at himself and, like, blushes and just starts walking down the stairs, but he's using his staff kind of like a walker just to, like, check to make sure that, you know, hey, there's no traps or other things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Using it like a ten-foot pole. Yeah, exactly. And it also helps seeing the other adventurers go ahead of you as they're stepping in, because they would definitely die before you, which is reassuring uh, in a morbid way. And so you're you're following along, you're checking the stairs, you're poking at the walls, and it all seems to be just made of very solid stone. Your feet are just, like, echoing down off of the, these stones they're going through. You slowly start smelling this scent just, like, coming up, and it's... 
It's of, you know, trees, grass, uh, meadows, just this very clean air. And all of you are from 2050 Earth. The environment isn't doing great. That's not to say that it's just been completely decimated and it's gone. It's to say there is a lot of problems with things like smog, acid rain. A lot of natural environments are starting to shrink. And there is more and more pollution that is just ruining the world, even though people are trying to quickly 180... It's kind of a too little too late sort of situation. So smelling this air is, it is an experience that maybe you've experienced before, but definitely not often. And so it is a welcoming change to the the smells of the, the medieval city that you've just stepped out of. And looking around as you're, you're starting to walk through here, you see that there are these, these trees that are just reaching out everywhere. The staircase that you're going in, it's almost like it's descending from the sky, and it's going in a slow spiral. And there's these railings that you're holding on to. And you're, you're going down, you see, like, in the distance, there are these great trees stretching up, spotted here and there. You see that there is indeed, like, a swamp that is partway into this area. There are uh, crumbling buildings and everything a little bit more towards the, the center of the areas that you're coming down. You see spotted along the river's edge, as there are, uh, there's a river that splits into like three different directions, there are these large towers that stretch up at least a good hundred feet or so. So you're, you're seeing all these different things, and you see down below there are players, some, uh, you know, they're far in the distance, you can tell they're fighting something. You do remember that the ST3v3 did tell you that there were lizard folk and gnolls in this area to be aware of. Hmm. Which direction did... We see the others go. So you are watching like other people descend. You do see some people are going towards the swamp. Others are going like into the forest. Everybody's kind of going in different directions. And there's a boss and a sub boss. Yes. So the sub boss is obviously mm-hmm. going to be uh, weaker than the boss. Uh, when you were reading the game manual, it like recommended go try taking on the sub boss first. And you do know that with these bosses, they, at the bare minimum, they can you can bring up to eight people with you. I'll look at everybody else and just be like, do we want to attempt the, like, try to attempt to find at least the sub-boss? That's preferable. Yeah. And Steven told us to check the swamp. Yeah. You can go check there. Uh, and can I designate the sub-boss as one of my um, leads to investigate? Yes. Cool. Because cool, when this fights the sub-boss... When I, it makes my defies a stratagem a free action. Nice. Yep. I guess we can head towards the swamp, and you know, as we as we go, I, I would like to, you know, just sort of keep an eye out for because we don't know exactly what the sub boss is. I have my theories, but I don't want to say anything yet because I don't know. But like, uh, just sort of like looking for monster tracks if things like that exist. Okay. What are the rest of you doing while you're walking? There are trees in the swamp. Yeah, every so often there are there are some trees. You do see that there is one very large tree in the very center of the swamp. And it gives off a bit of a glow. Oh, and then Genius strikes Akihiko and points and is like, aren't you capable of flight? I am. Uh, I can do some scouting for us. Just go up. Because if you get downed, at least we'll be here to catch you. And if... Because we don't know what we're dealing with. Okay, I, I'll try. I haven't, I haven't actually flown yet. 
So we're gonna we're gonna see what happens. And Morgan is going to kind of test out her wings a little bit and then crouch down and leap into the air, flapping, try and gain height. Alright. Morgan, give me an athletics, as this is the first time that you are attempting to fly. Eleven. You go into the air, and it's a little shaky at first, and your brain's going like, what are we doing? As you're you're like trying to flap your wings, and I mean, we've all read Animorphs. You're you know you're <laughs> you're catching uh, you know those the you, the up breeze. You're you're starting to go, and you you're feeling that the wings underneath your wings as you feel amazing. You feel so free. You've always wondered what it was like. Or your birds, they flew around the, you know, the apartments that you had, houses, all that kind of stuff. And now you're, you're flying up in the air. You, it is exhilarating. The wind is whipping past you. In the beginning, it was difficult. And it's because you were trying to think too much like a human. You had to let that bird brain take over as you were starting to fly. Those hollow bones helping you be like weightless trying to think of that word that they say a hundred times in Animorphs for the air. Like, one in the morning and I'll wake up and just yell <laughs> just it. sit up in bed <laughs> and be like, this was it. <laughs> so you are feeling absolutely amazing as you are you're, you're catching all these different drafts as you're, you're flying up higher and higher. You kind of lose focus for a minute of what you were supposed to do as you look down and you almost get a sense of vertigo at first because you're so high up. You see your companions down there are just all craning their necks, looking up at you, guarding their eyes from the sun. And you start looking around. Make me a perception check. Eleven again. You're trying to get like a good sight of the land, trying to see everything around here. You're looking over like near that tree. You can kind of make out. It looks like some travelers are over there. They're they're fighting Uh, and you're, you're looking in the swamp. You do see lizard folk are moving throughout the swamp. Every so often you see, like, there's a singular knoll that's walking by themselves. From what you can gather, at least, from this, you're seeing the lizard folk groups are anywhere between three to five lizard folk that are traveling together. Okay. So, now that we've done the flying thing, we're comfortable, it's time to land. Morgan has her information. She is not really sure how to land. So we're just going to kind of do a a circle down back to the party to try and be as, as gentle as possible. Land okay. Turn to everybody and say, okay, I saw lizard people. There were gnolls in the swamp. There were some people kind of off in the distance. But the good thing is that we're not, from the looks of it, we're not going to be ambushed by a big horde. The lizard folk were... Wandering around in groups of three to five. The gnolls were by themselves. So I think as long as we don't attract multiple groups at once, we should be able to make our way maybe towards the giant glowing tree. That seems like a reasonable goal for us. Also, yes, in case anybody was wondering, flying is awesome. And I want to... Not saying I'm going to do it again right now, but it was great. And y'all should try it sometime when you get the chance. 
he just like Akiko just starts flapping his arms. Yes, that's totally going to be happening yes. for me very soon. Be the bird, Akihiko. Manifest. I am bird. a cat boy. <laughs> Rap's tail. <laughs> Shake's tail. All right, well. Yeah, big glowing tree. To the big tree. All right, so you all start marching forward. And it doesn't take long before the grass is starting to give way into the swamp. And... You see every now and then there's a, a group of adventurers who are battling along. You see, like, there's a knoll in front of them as there's, like, three or four of them taking on. At one point, you do actually see there is, like, you know, a few lizard folk are fighting a few adventurers, and one of them just gets just stabbed, and then they fall down to the ground, and the lizard folk just swarm them, stabbing them. But you see this player, they're reaching out, their health bar goes down to nothing, and their form starts to flicker. As they look over, they make eye contact with you. As they, they reach out and then just shatter into a bunch of little digital pieces. And they're gone. And then the rest of the adventurers screams. They're, they're still fighting these lizard folk and they, they're making quick work of them. The lizard folk are making quick work of the adventurers or the adventurers? Uh, the other way around. The adventurers are making quick work of the lizard folk. Uh, it's horrifying. Yes, it's my time. To shine? Oh, I forgot about that one. I don't think I'll die yet. I would... We don't need to get involved in their battle. I'm certain that we'll have to fight something along the way or at the big tree, but as long as we just pay attention to where each other is and, you know, generally back each other up, we shouldn't die. Yep. There's nothing we can do about the one that shattered, and they seem to be rallying at this point. So I don't, I don't think that they really need us over there. That's true. Yeah, let's keep walking. The five of you are walking through this swamp. The bugs are coming up, and whatever developer decided this was a good idea is the worst, because the mosquitoes are like buzzing in your ears, and you have to swat them away. You're trying to bite at your face, your exposed skin. Akihiko, you, your clothing, you have so much exposed skin. Uh-huh. <laughs> you're, you're swatting uh-huh. at these mosquitoes. Pop the collar on my jacket. Try to make as little exposed skin as I can. You do uh, find one fun evolutionary trait of a tail is that it does bat away a lot of stuff behind you and like on your <laughs> shoulders and stuff. So that is nice. <laughs> and every so often, one of you, you get like swatted with this furious moving tail from Akihiko. It's just like, ah. Oh. As the mosquitoes descend, and she's trying to bat some of them away, I think some, like, bird instinct is going to pop on for a second, and she's gonna snap out with her beak and eat a bug. And, like, it's already happened, she's already swallowed, and she goes, she's just, like, in shock that this has happened. Akihiko looks on in horror. <laughs> yep, same, it's just like, uh. Oh, how does it taste? I don't know. <laughs> We're in this this cloud of of bugs, and Morgan is just she's gonna be a little distracted, trying not to eat all of them. I mean, if you just wanna, you don't need to hold back on our accounts. Do do whatever feels good for you. It doesn't feel good. <laughs> I don't 
don't want to eat bugs. I mean, just give over to your animal instincts, right? Or Loon, he pretty much just shouts, flame on, and then nothing happened. <laughs> you hold out your hands. You glow a little bit, <laughs> but no, no fire appears around you. Okay, Johnny Blaze. Yeah. It just attracts more bugs when they so, go. Yeah. You get moths now. They're, they're <laughs> yeah. To you. <laughs> they see lamb. Yeah. Loon has to get like an electricity spell now, <laughs> so yeah. that just... he can act as a bug zapper. Direct <laughs> 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 opposite. I mean, that's basically what like uh, Akiko starts doing to in front of him. It's just like points, points, points. It's just electric arcs keep coming out. Zap, 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 zap. Every six seconds. <laughs> There's already there's a few mosquito bites on you that you've just given up trying to like use your hands. You're just zapping them. So all of you are trudging through this swamp and thinking that you're like whatever. You know what? It's great that all the swamps are drying up. I don't care because you're so miserable from all these bugs. <laughs> and you're like, Fuck nature. <laughs> nature. <laughs> As you're you're walking through this this virtual swamp. And everyone make me perception checks. 23. 12 for me. I got the 9. 22. Morgan and Loon, you two are too distracted with all the bugs you're dealing. But Akihiko and Nisla, you notice that some of the water around you, it ripples. Like something just quickly moved under the water. Akihiko, like, dances his pole around, like just like twirls around his neck. And his wrists, and just like, mm. we may have company. Pulls out gun. Morgan stops snapping at the bugs. Something is here, and she's gonna go into prepared stance. Loon just says, I don't know if I'm wet or numb. So, all of you are looking around, getting ready. You're ready to fight as. You know, the water is rippling different areas all around you. They're they're circling you now. So you're all forming somewhat of a perimeter. Your backs to one another. So you're getting ready. And slowly rising out of the water, you see these lizard folk. They're hulking frames. They're well over seven feet as the water is just pouring off of them. They lift javelins and clubs as they start hissing and moving towards you. You see that there are little health bars that appear above them saying like lizard folk scout, lizard folk defender, level one, as they start trudging towards each of you. Escaping Carcosa is brought to you by the Ballad of the Seven Dice Network. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram by searching Ballad of the Seven Dice. Supporting our Patreon helps us pay for the show such as hosting, equipment, and additional content for you to enjoy. Our Patreon is pay what you want and contains behind-the-scenes updates, audio dramas, one-shots, and more. You can also head over to iTunes and Spotify and leave us a five-star review. Every review helps us fight against the horrors of the algorithm. (laughs) Until next time, dear travelers, keep an eye out for the yellow sign.